The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. It's time for 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 the percolator. Percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish. It's time. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. Hey everyone, welcome back, Firecast with us! And if there isn't a more anticipated episode than this, I don't know what is. I'm gone with me, pick Cal and Fuge. What's happening? The nice gang. to see Kelly stop playing with her pussy hey, for a hey. couple of seconds. <laughs> the gang is all here. <laughs> and Kelly, how excited were you about this episode? I was, oh, wow. Very excited. I can actually play this song without you getting mad at me. Oh, you can still get mad. Uh, yeah. I'm, how do you, how do you guess my feelings because, um, spoiler alert I fast forwarded through this scene twice <laughs> <laughs> so much on this song later but hey man we are back and we are flying through episode 2 of season 2 um, let's just get the deets and get this show on man this aired October 6 1991 week since the previous episode, written by Harley Payton, directed by David Lynch, and Fuge for You, I notated one minute and 53 seconds of opening credits. It was shorter this time. Yeah, well, you can't get much longer. Yeah, it was so well, long. Well, I know time. that, uh... Well, shit, what was I going to say? Which, let's be I honest, forgot. a minute 53 of opening credits for a network TV show, that's a lot of opening credits. I mean, it's not like it's so many this time. It's so different from the four seconds of lost opening credits you get. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like that better. Uh, Give me the show. I've seen the river. I don't need to see it every week. Yeah, but that song is so mesmerizing. It's a song. So just. It's a song. I don't know. I think I think I get where you're coming from, though. I can see that, but I, I mean, I, I look. I can fast forward through it. So it's not a big deal because you know, we live in the future and we can do that. Future. If, if you're watching this thing on network in the '90s, like I'm, I'm still making my popcorn at 904. Like, you know, I, there's no. <laughs> there's one easy yeah. solution that if they could just do this, it would fix everything. If this oh. was the opening credits for one minute well, and 52 no, seconds. If this was the opening credits, no one would ever watch the rest of the show. Because they'd go, oh, God, and just turn it off. <laughs> I would. Pick one. You got my back, right, Pick? Yeah. That's not wrong. He's never cool. 
it's 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 unbearable. I just wish they wouldn't sing in the falsetto, but I just all, like the bass. I just like the, the walking bass line. This is not this guy, right? No, that's James Marshall really singing. Yeah, there's a whole story behind it when he's uh, he's, he's got a little. Uh, I was trying to like think in my mind and hope that it was not. Are you guys ready? You ready? Best part. Just Boom! Walking baseline. You like that bass? That's the best part. Butch, what's no, the stank no face trip? for? I, so I mean, the stank face is because the song is not redeemable. I think this podcast, like, we should like, just what, talk what, about this song. Screw about? the rest of the episode. No, what's this? I, I don't want to write this song. Is he talking about Donna? Off, is he talking about Laura? Like, what the hell? Pick what's the story behind the song? Awful, awful song, um, by the way. I can't, so. I can't do it justice. I'll just send the uh, YouTube video. Um, what is that? With James talking. He, he's a, uh, he's doing some kind of a, uh, I don't know, a fan meeting greet. When someone Shit. asks him. Yeah, they ask me. Uh, I, I hate to pull the Rick Moranis and just walk up and punch him in the face, but I, I feel like he deserves it. <laughs> You know, did, but Pick, you've heard that video of Bob doing the death metal version of this, right? That I would enjoy. Can we pull that up? I can't find it now. I've seen it in the past, but now I can't find it. Oh, see, that, that I could get behind. Well, and like Twin Peaks giving us one minute and 53 seconds of opening credits, we've given you five minutes and 47 seconds before we get in the episode. So let's just jump in. Um, we open this episode with Coop and Albert eating breakfast at the Great Northern. Coop is talking about t- the Tibetan, all that Tibetan crap. He mentions that Ronette is awake from her coma and she's not speaking. And those weird dudes are singing in the back. Yeah, yeah, I have that in my notes. I have that in my notes. Um, so Albert goes over Jacques' autopsy. Uh, the stomach contains <laughs> beer cans, a Maryland license plate, a bicycle tire, a goat, and a small wooden puppet named Pinocchio. Pick what's not to love about Albert. Um, Nothing. There's not Albert. Just great. Everything about him. He's so stoic. He's like very him. smarmy. He's got a yeah. lot of smarm. He's definitely. I think what he does is like kind of represents the FBI. Like the like sort of hard ass like FBI. Well, he, he's got yeah. a lot of intelligent condescension. Yeah, I wish I was yeah. more like Albert. Like, actually, he he knows that he's like the smartest or second smartest guy in the room, and like doesn't care that he lets everyone else know that he knows that. Yeah, I love Albert. He yeah, he's probably the guy I want to be the most. I just don't have the balls to be Albert. That that is my goal in life. I think to, to have, to have the balls to become Albert. Just be uh, more uh, dickish. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I got I'm pretty good at the dickish I part. Think now that we've had this whole but, stupid ass pandemic shit, that we uh, as a, a humanity have grown more Albertish. Albertian, you know, Albertian. I like know, it. Humbo, jumbo, mama, whatever he was talking about. <laughs> no, I think so we've cool. all uh, grown more Nadine-ish as the pandemic's gone on. <laughs> Taking drugs and trying to kill herself? Uh, well, I just meant more like the bat shit insane and the weird projects and the, like, I think we all went a little Nadine over the, over the pandemic. I know I yeah. did. 
Especially wow. with the eating a pile of pills and trying to kill <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just eat enough to get high, not to kill myself. <laughs> well, Coop well, asks <laughs> Salvert who shot him. Um, he talks about the guests in the Great Northern. He says, wait, 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 wait. We're skipping over the barbershop quartet. That's in my notes. Don't worry. It's coming up. Way no, more wait. until the barbershop quartet. Okay. Did y'all, did y'all I had to address to that it song? immediately. I didn't even hear them singing. They were just sitting there smoking. Like no, they were humming. Or something. They oh, were okay. humming the whole time. Oh, I thought that that was just music. No, I, I so I didn't hear it the first time really either. But um, since we missed, you know, we had to do a repeat. I watched it again tonight. And no, they were definitely humming. Like, oh, I didn't catch time. that. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a sec because I got that in my next batch. But... Great marketing department. So, so Coop asks who shot him and Albert. Uh, talks about the guests in the Great Northern and says the world's most decrepit room service waiter remembers nothing about the night in question. He says, uh, Senator Drool Cup has, or uh, Senior Drool Cup. Senior Drool Cup. Sorry, my Senior. spell check, Jane, my autocrack. Senior Drool Cup has, uh, as say, we, I'm <clears throat> sorry. A mind that wanders. Yes, the mind that wanders. Fuge, did he have something to do with the shooter, or is he just the world's most decrepit room service waiter? You know, he seems like he might just be really out of it. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm fingering that um, the Asian fellow that Audrey ran into that I totally forgot was staying at the hotel that was staring at Coop menacingly. Although that that seems very obvious, that might just be a uh, a, a red, red herring. herring. What about yeah. Josie? You saying Josie killed him, shot him? Yeah. Don't don't no. be racist, well, future. No, I wasn't saying Josie. I was saying the guy. That oh, the guy. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. the guy. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, all right. I mean, maybe Josie shot. That wasn't. Well, she's gone. She's got an alibi. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think it was her, but. So then Albert uh, then drops a reference to Wendy Merle, Coop's former partner that escaped the local laughing academy. Um, and then I put, as we pull away from the random barbershop quartet smoking in front of an open table, and I put, Kel, what the F is going on there with this barbershop quartet? Yeah, I mean, I was watching it, and I, I watched it twice, too, because of the two technical difficulty things. The first time, which you guys won't know, because we got a couple episodes banked, so you guys don't didn't, won't even if we didn't mention it, you guys would never know. I'm sorry, my update of my firmware, my board froze. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, back to the question. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, I think. This is maybe the first time I really realized that they were there. I never noticed them before either. I never noticed them before. They were humming, and I was like, what are they doing back there? Okay, I know that, like, they're trying to sell this, like, big ghost town project or whatever the name of it is. And maybe they're trying to, like, make it look like, ooh, we're cool. We have this tier we're cool we have a barbershop quartet that sentence has not been said in 85 years down mill you know i I don't know i think maybe it was it's just like a sort of one of those lynchian things too like it has some sort of symbolism that we just don't understand i I don't know if it's Um, you know he's got that fixation with the 50s stuff though you know 
I love I David Lynch, but he is what Woody Allen. Barbershop quartets aren't. 50, they're like thirties or twenties. Yeah, like that's like the eighteen hundred. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> Hello, my ragtub doll. I'm pretty sure it was probably still a thing in the fifties. I'm sure it was, but to me, it seems like it was just put there to be awkward. And their humming just added this like really weird tension to an otherwise innocuous and somewhat comical scene. I love Lynch, but. I feel like- he, I feel like it was just a fuck with us. The whole thing was just a fuck. With he us. is artistic masturbation it. at its most, at its <laughs> best. It was it was literally just a fuck with me. Nice. All right. So then we see a quick shot of the Japanese guy that Kel was talking about, um, and then we cut to Donna doing Meals on Wheels. We get to meet Miss Tremond and her grandson, which. Uh, that's David Lynch's son, if you guys didn't know. I say he looks like David Lynch. He looks Lynch. exactly like, like creepily like looks Lynch. like David Lynch. Was, well, he wasn't in The Return, was he? Like just his son as an actor? I don't know. He became a director. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. All right. So well, uh, I like that they just like breeze past that he's got handfuls of creamed corn like it's well we're, we'll get to that i got that okay. in the notes i said mr monogranson uh she's upset wait so that was the next scene after the, yeah uh, yeah it okay. just jumped right to her well we see the japanese scene. guy really quickly and then we cut to that scene I yeah they just like, like stared at him so mr mon is uh upset that there's cream corn on her plate all of a sudden the cream corn is gone in your grandson's hand, he's studying magic. So, pick. I, I got a question for you without giving anything away. Does this scene have anything? Can I eat the cream corn. Yes. Does this have anything to do with Garmin Ooh. Bonzia? Yeah, More than likely. Garmin Bonzia. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. know who or what that is. You'll 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 find out eventually. But I never put it together until this time. So you think it does have something to do with it? I think uh, that when yeah. I first like kind of watched this, I was like, what the hell, hell is going on? Like, I couldn't comprehend it. So it was like my brain just sort of like pushed it aside. Like, okay, what the hell is this kid doing? And why she, maybe he's protecting her because he's taking away the thing that she doesn't like. But how did it happen? And then, like, how did not Donna, like, just like be like, oh my God, I'm going to die? And like, I know she ran out of there, but. Well, she didn't run out of there. I would have been like, she what the fuck happened to the goddamn pink cord? Um, excuse me, what are you doing? Uh, little kid, you know, well, I, 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 think I she might did. have been a little bit more aggress- no, aggressive. I, 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 I think guess. Donna did exactly what you did, where her brain couldn't comprehend it. So she just kind of shoved that thought process into a corner and was like, okay, let's just keep talking and now. I, like, honestly, we'll... uh, now that I've, I've watched it, you know, over and over, it's fine. But I don't think that that's ever been like brought up again. Like, there was no like, okay, I met these. I mean, it may be like, okay, I met these were people, but like, what, why did that happen to the cream corn? Like, okay. Because the kid's studying magic. So let me ask you another question, yeah. pick. Um, in the, uh, no, that's, that's fair. Fair enough. That's all the info <laughs> you needed to have as a viewer. In the fire walk with me mantra or poem, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Is this kid the magician? In the darkness, the future past. Yeah, the magician. What? Is this the magician they're talking about? This kid. There's some theories that say that because yeah. he is. Is he not billed as the magician? Or is yeah. that just my brain trying to make him the magician? 
Well, I it mean, could you know, be both. I mean, do, you know, you, there's he's there's the only some, magician that we know, right? We're he's, we're getting into uh, some some spoilery Bug. topics here, but you think so? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, because. You're giving shit away to me. I, now I mean, are we talking yeah. Firewalk with me stuff or later this season stuff? The the whole saga. I, okay, then we'll I hold off on it then. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, we get a quick scene of Donna trying to go meet Mister Smith, and then we go back to the hospital. Well, with no, I like that she was just like it's, it was the most like uncomfortably creepy fucking just weird scene. She's like, okay, bye. Be back tomorrow. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna I, go check out this other weird guy that I don't know. Yeah, like all right, I'll be like, here to pick this up and drop off your lunch. See ya. I just want to be Laura. I want to be Laura so bad. Why was she I dressed like she was going to the prom? Like she had like a nice skirt on, and like, why did she dress up to do Meals on Wheels? Uh, to show off to the old people? I don't know. Or the young Maybe people? She wanted to kind of try to be a little bit more like Laura, which. You know, with the glasses, she did the glasses in the weird like jail scene where she's like making out with James. She's like, yeah, she's being uh, rebellious. Yeah, so she's trying to like, I guess, figure it out. Like everyone's trying to figure out what happened to Laura, and everyone is going about it the wrong way, which is exactly what Laura did in her life. You know, she went about everything the fucking wrong way. She had, I think, good intentions at one point, but. She just got sucked into this weird world. But uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so then we get a very. We're skipping the fact that the kid speaks French and says that he's a lonely soul. No, let's not let's not skip that. As I'm saying, there's a lot of weird shit. Like? like they said, they said both of them said a lot of weird cryptic shit. Well, yeah. the translation of what he said in French is that I am a lonely soul or a soul alone, depending on, you know. So, like, okay, that's a really... But he's with, re- it, but he's with a lady. And- well, his soul can be lonely if he's a young kid with a random old lady. But, like, what? why the fuck would he say that to the Meals on a Wheels lady? Well, let me ask you, Future. Uh, we Maybe t- it's because they brought up Laura or something? Last week I asked you if uh, if uh, Senior Drool Cup was special or whatever we want to call it, you know, from another place. Are these two from another place, or is this just random weird stuff, David Lynchian crap? Uh, or maybe it's just very it is. I, I you know I, I can't rule anything out. They seem very. When Other two places. events happen at the same time, you pay close attention. What was that? Cooper, episode one. He said when when two simultaneous events or whatever happen, pay close attention. Said something like that. Yeah, something that? to that to that effect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm paying attention. Garmon Banzia. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so then you we get yourself there. We get a very Lynchian scene next with Coop and Harry trying to adjust the chairs. I love this scene. Oh uh, my god, that is so it's David so Lynch. Distracting, like as a, as like a medical professional, I was like, oh my god, they're making so much. Joy. They're trying to come in and like get some information or see how, how you know. Oh, we're waking up. You know, they come in there and then they just go into this thing, and I'm like. 
if I was a, a nurse there or like a medical professional there, I would be like, okay, you're it's super unprofessional, super super freaking unprofessional. Who do you do? Well, to? side question: Who was there before them that was nine feet tall and needed the stools rolled <laughs> all the way up? Maybe it was, was the there? giant. That's what I was going to say. It was in my notes. Was that giant that was uh, watching Coop bleed to death? Uh, also watching uh, Ronette bleed to death? Like, <laughs> that's just his thing? Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, they show their little picture of Leo and says that uh, it's not him uh, that hurt her. So I guess we could probably say Leo's off the hook then. Right? Are we saying that? If I mean, or she's just all like, you know, fucked in the head from being abused. But then they show her yeah. a picture of Bob, which causes, uh, let's just say, a reaction of sorts. So if you, yeah, what, what, is, what, are, what are we, what yeah, does this she mean? She goes into some weird cardiac arrest or something. She, well, she goes into uh, a panic and a shock. I mean, what does it mean? Yeah, it, so well, agent, agent future She's what is going on traumatized well clearly that man's a trigger of some kind it it it, it triggered a panic I, I don't know what that you know obviously she's scared or alerted by this man's presence but i to what effect or what he did to her i have no fucking idea what are you what are you thinking I don't know. Well, she's. Well, I feel like that she had had sex, but they did not say that she had been raped or anything like that. They said right. that she had sex. Three different also, men. I right? feel like Coop yeah. was trying to shove the word train in her mouth when she was just sputtering tra. So I don't know. I mean, he, she seemed well, to agree. Has that got to do with the, the three people that Laura was sleeping with? Oh, they just ran a train on her. Maybe that's yeah, what Ronette was thinking. It'd be like, oh, they ran a train, train on me. Yes, you go yes. Out in the middle of the night, and you have like a cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere that you're like hanging out and get back to go to fucking school the next day. So maybe so she just wanted to listen to some drops of Jupiter. She's a big train fan. No, oh, maybe. Boo. I like the I like the sexual train. Oh, wow, that was wow. a good one. Well, th- that song what? did come out like 15 years after this episode. <laughs> All right. So the next, Jerry is eating a smoked cheese pig, which is awesome. Super jealous. Can't find him. I looked. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> oh, I tried so hard. You can't find. Like it's just it's a Twin Peaks thing. Yeah. Like when own. you search let's, for let's smoked cheese pig. It's always a Twin Peaks result. Oh. I can get a, well, I can get a cheese. If you get a pig mold, you're gonna make us smoke cheese, kill? Well, that was the thing. It also where there were instructions online how to like make a smoked cheese pig at home, but the end results did not look like what he was eating. <laughs> Right. All right. So we find out that they have two legs. No, no. I want to talk more about this cheese pig. Bro, this thing looked amazing. It had this like smoked, (laughs) caramely outside. Like, I want to eat this fucking cheese pig. (laughs) I want to bite its head off. And I have to assume it was smoked with like some kind of bacon or or something to give it some sort of pokey kind of wood hickory chips or something. Like, yeah, like, bro. um, So you you guys would rather eat the smoked uh, cheese pig than the brie? With the baguette with brie and butter? 
fucking yeah. a thousand times over. Yeah, yeah. No, I, definitely. I want all of that. I want. I don't, I don't like bread. I want all the cheese and all. I mean, the bread. can I have a smoked cheese pig with a side of bread? That sounds good. <laughs> maybe yeah. a, maybe oh. a slab of liver mush. But no, the 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 brie sandwich <laughs> did not do it for me. Oh, that was, I think that looks good. All right, so we find out that they can we move on. Are we done talking about the cheese cow? I, I mean, it was a pig, first of all. No, cheese cow. Get how cheese dare you? Cheese pig. You're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> all right. So we find out they have two ledgers, and they're de- trying to decide which one to burn. They explain their plan is to put all their money on Josie, uh, since Catherine's dead, or to put everything on Josie. Uh, they're going to pin the fire on her. Since they can't figure out which ledger to burn, they just decide to roast marshmallows. So, Kel, how effing high is Jerry Horn right now? Oh, God. Yeah, he's definitely on some drugs there. He's like, oh, God. Uh, yes. How excited was he about roasting marshmallows, though? I think I would be very excited <clears throat> if you brought some marshmallows up to me, too. He's got the smoked cheese pit. He can have, you know, salt. Salty. A little sweet, a little savory. Oh, yeah. You know, next I time I go I to the Mars Cheese Castle up in uh, in Wisconsin, I'm going to look for smoked cheese pig. And I'm going to mail you all smoked cheese pig, and we'll eat it together on the podcast. If anyone's going to have it, Mars's Cheese Castle will have it. It's like the cheese castle in the world. Oh, the cheese castle is like the cheese castle. That's uh, it's like that's intriguing. It's like the cheese mecca. It's great. <laughs> cheese mecca. All right. So then at the double R, we see Andy trying to hang pictures of Bob, and he's just covered in tape. Dude, can this guy do Such anything an without making himself look like a fucking idiot? He did shoot uh, Jacques Renault or whoever that was that he shot. Was it Jacques Renault? Who did he uh, shoot? He shot someone. I forget uh. already. So then we get Margaret Lanterman, which I wrote Margaret Coulson. Um, and, and then I, I like, wait a minute. Is her name Margaret Lanterman or Margaret Coulson? And I looked it up. Pick, do you know what her name is? Lanterman. Do you know what her name is, Kel? Cheese pig. Love cheese pig. <laughs> so her name is actually Margaret Coulson, which the actress's real name is Coulson. But that's why, because I, I, I kept writing Margaret Coulson down, but Coulson is her maiden name. Her name is Margaret Coulson. <laughs> so Margaret Lanterman, yeah, that is her name after she got married. But in in Secret History, they keep calling her Margaret Coulson because that was her maiden name before she married the log or the man who became the log. So I found that kind of interesting. So I kept calling her Margaret Coulson, and I looked it up. And it was Lanterman. So anyway... Uh, so Margaret Lanterman sits at the counter next to Mr. Major Briggs. Her log has something to tell the major. Deliver the message. And well, he, and uh, Norma had something to tell Margaret as well. Yes, about her gum. Stop sticking your gum. I mentioned that in the last podcast. And I'm like, well, she just stuck it on the wall. I'm like, the what the fuck is wrong with you? That's disgusting. I just think that's so out of character of Margaret. Like, I don't know. I mean, granted, we only saw her like twice. I don't know. I just that seemed really in character for a lady walking around with a talking log. <laughs> yes. Like I. So uh, she tells him to deliver the message. Pick. Do you know what she's trying to say? I mean, we kind of figure out. I assume later in the episode, but 
Yeah, she's going to tell him who shot Cooper. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so, hey, um, did, we, did, we already, <laughs> did we already discuss this in Stopping for Did? Did you guys ever see the show Ed, Ed, and Eddie? No. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. They it was a Cartoon Network show, right? It was a Cartoon Network show it called like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. or something. Yeah. I remember yeah. it. There was the, one of the characters named Johnny had a, a best friend named Plank. Which was literally a two by four with a face drawn on it and like a little fucking arm coming out of it, like this log has. And it's arguable whether the plank was sentient or not. And like, so obviously an thing. homage to this show. I'm kind of one. I mean, obviously, I didn't get that in the early 90s because I hadn't seen this show. But like now I'm kind of wondering if, if that really was like a Twin Peaks reference the whole fucking time. So what you picked, you know what was that? The show Psych that did a Twin Peaks episode. Yeah. See, did you had, see that? Yeah, I was, did. Was it good? Yeah, it was alright. You ever watched Psych, Fuge? I um no, my dad used to watch it. I, I haven't seen it though. They had uh, the characters or the actors. Oh, so huh. like uh, who who was on? Who'd they bring back? What about Night Court on uh, Fifty Rock? 30 Rock? That was cool. Where they finally had um, uh, Bull? Judge. Harry? They had, they had the judge and uh, Marky Post. They had a, a wedding or something. It was awesome. Oh, nice. Who was on Psych? Madge and uh, Nick? Uh, I can't remember. Right was now. it? Was it James? I don't. I don't think. I think it was like two people. Uh, Cal, your face every time I play that is, ugh, like it. It makes me want to play it over and over. <laughs> I love you, Cal. All right. So then Lucy is being hounded by a fly when we see Andy pacing outside. <laughs> Who knows why? Uh, he it's comes in. Two flies. Well, I liked the 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 use of the flies buzzing to represent Andy's fucking buzzing around outside. I thought that was very funny. Yes, yes. Yeah. He comes in and he still has tape stuck to his hair. Fucking idiot. <laughs> and we find out that. I'm sorry, they, but how does this guy oh, get laid? Th- th- this is the best, probably oh, the best part of the scene. He must have some sort of like monster wiener or something. Oh, or, you know, it's a small town. She, she needs it from someone. So Gunnar uh, said seven characters. It was Sherilyn Finn, Cheryl Lee, Dana Ashbrook, Robin Lively, Lenny Von Dolan. We haven't even met half of them. Um, Scott Leiser. I don't know who that Who's is. Who's Robin Lively in Twin Peaks? Oh, you'll see her. I don't the, remember uh, her. Julie. She Julie. Was, sure. It's not. It's not Julie. It's the Julie. one that was. Uh, I know dating, Robin Lively. She was dating the mayor. At the. Uh, <gasps> that was Robin Lively. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Blake Lively's okay, big so sister. Let's get back oh, that's Blake the Lively's story. big sister. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Same family. She. Oh. she uh, she's oh, got a I whole chapter on her in Secret History. Let's see, kind of see the resemblance there. Nice. Anywho. All right. So, so back so to Andy and, and yeah. them. So uh, we yeah, find out. Wait. the most amazing part in this entire okay. series to date. This, so, this line is easily the best line in, 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 in the whole show. All right. Well, we find out that they're still fighting and that Andy is sterile. So, Fuch, why is Lucy so pissed off at Andy? And if he's truly sterile, 
Do you think she had an affair? Do you think she cheated on him? It would be very uh, on brand for the characters in this show um, if she was having an affair of some sort. But I just can we go back to Andy thought that being sterile meant that he didn't have to, <laughs> to take a bath. Take a bath. Yes. But then the doctors told me the truth that I can't have babies. I fucking lost my shit at this line and I lost it again. I knew it was coming when I watched it the second time and I still lost my shit at this line. I don't know why it's so funny. I'm just like, this is the dumbest fucking man on the planet. Like this is amazing. <laughs> Maybe awesome. he's a representative of all men. Uh, how dare you as, 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 as a man. I go there. I did. <laughs> So, Fuge, who did she have an affair with if she had an affair? I mean, it, obviously, it seems like that must be what it was. Or, you know, maybe not. He's not 100%. Kevin, it, I mean, Gunner. Maybe, maybe it was. <laughs> but uh, so, again, Sterility's not 100%. He could have had a miracle baby with her. Okay. Well, we'll I'm not find saying. Out. I mean, I'm not willing to 100% rule out some sort of affair. So why is she mad at him? Because she's I, pregnant? I think she's mad because he didn't just come out and tell her about it and just, like, be honest. They she had a was mad day. before she found out he was sterile. So you think she's mad because... Well, she's just hormonal no, because she's pregnant. No, no, no. She's mad because when she told him that she was pregnant, he didn't, like have a conversation about his sterility. He just like, I think accused her of cheating on him and walked out and they had a whole big fight. Oh, Hmm. that's what, like, that was the thing. She was pissed because she thought she told him that she uh, she was pregnant and he was like, well, fuck that shit. It's not mine. Oh, okay. Like that's a legitimate reason to be all pissed off at him. But like, like here it seems like she's just mad because he's an idiot and she's mad at him because he's an idiot and she's in love I think with an idiot and that itself is upsetting okay (laughs) makes sense pick oh yeah all right so then in Harry's off in Harry's off what'd you say I said you kind of nailed that one nice Sweet. <laughs> so then we move on to Harry's office, and Hank is there with his prison domino. Uh, we, Ugh, flashbacks. We see a football trophy on Harry's desk, which is a cool nod to their backstory. And I put in here that, to my knowledge, wasn't mentioned till Secret History, though, as we'll see in a second. Uh, and then I put, as I started typing that, Harry stated started to explain Hank's background uh, when he was interrupted by Lucy. So, Pick, do we actually get Hank's backstory before the book? Uh, I'm not not certain. What do you think, Cal? Do we get Hank's backstory? Do we know why him and and Harry aren't friends anymore? I mean, I know that we... something, Something to do with a woman. Well, no, they explain it on Secret in Secret History, but I, I'm just asking, like, if this is really the only if we ever find out before the book. I don't remember. Okay, well, all right. So then, back to the uh, great normal, the great normal, the great northern. 
Uh, so we get B and J discussing Catherine not signing the 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 will. Of course, that's Ben and Jerry. When Leland walks in, we find out that Leland uh, told the Icelanders about the fire. He then sees the picture of Bob. We find out that Leland knows Bob. He lived next door to him as a child. Fuge. Does this mean anything that Leland knows Bob? It, it, Leland's bad shit crazy. I don't know that anything he says means anything. You think he really knows Bob? Uh, possibly. What do you think, Pick? Um. Uh. He, does he really know Bob? Uh, he says he does. I don't. Well, he said I, he knew him when he was a kid. He, wouldn't wouldn't if he knew him when he was a kid? Wouldn't shouldn't this guy be like in his eighties? Well, I, I mean, how old is Leland? I don't think Leland's that old, is he? Yeah, his I hair mean, turned white. The gray, yeah, the gray hair makes him look a lot older. Yeah, but it turned white because he had a traumatic event, I think. Yeah, but he, I don't know how old is he supposed to be. He's got a high school age daughter, so he's got to be, you know, at least in his 40s or 50s. I'm in my 40s. You saying I'm old? Yeah. You don't look as old as Leland. No, he looks like he's got 20 fucking years on you. <laughs> no, there's, there's this pretty cool little uh, fan-made video about uh, Leland as a, as a kid. And, With Bob? Yeah. Oh. With silver hair? <laughs> well, it's it's the way that they, they did it. It's, it's really neat. Like it's from the... Or are they just like going fishing or like... No, it was it was submitted for like a Twin Peak Film Fest. Let me see if I can find it. Were they just uh, squatting creepily behind tables and in corners? Similar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember my summers of just squatting creepily. I think it is definitely uh, one of the name of it. I think was summer summers of squatting. Summer of that something. was hello. That was what Some, we had summer of squatting. That's. <laughs> All right, so then back at the hospital, Leo is also in a coma and probably paralyzed. And Doc is, Doc is talking to Shelly. Kel, why does she not tell them what Leo did? I mean, this is, I mean, we find out later about this plan, but as of right now, they don't, I don't think they have that plan. So why is she not telling Doc what Leo did to her? I don't know if she's scared because she shot Leo at one point or trying to shoot Leo or like maybe she's thinks she might get in trouble in some way for having an affair with a high schooler. Um, hey, how uh, old is she supposed to be? I'm thinking she's like 19. 19 okay. just she's like right out of high school. Yeah, did she drop out or is she like fresh? Did she fresh out of graduation? I feel like she I, dropped I, I out. Don't, I don't feel like she strikes me as a high school dropout, but you know, I don't yeah. want to. Or a beauty as, school as dropout. Good, good, good. All right, then Lucy gets I mean, a her, 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 her washing machine is on the outside of the house. So that screams high school dropout. <laughs> the house is in complete construction mode. Yeah, just murder. Murder house. I think I think house that, like just... she said that she buried Leo really young and that she was pretty like not 
educated. Like, she yeah, this like, strikes me as I like Leo was Leo a was and a, he did this for me and. Yeah. yeah, it strikes me as like Leo was a senior in high school when she was a freshman and she dropped out like maybe at the beginning of junior year to get married to him. That's what I kind of like that. That's the situation I'm in. And like, she I wouldn't be surprised if Leo's a pedophile too, like in his 20, like late 20s. <laughs> or like a weird rapist because like a domestic, like, I mean, he's probably on his way to be like serial killer, dude. Well, I mean, he's already all these things, isn't he? He already like murdered a bunch of people and his drug runner and like and a sex trafficker. And well, actually, no, he is old because we find out that uh, he was in jail when Teresa Banks was murdered. So Teresa Banks was what a couple years before Laura, and so if he's in jail, he's obviously. Well, how many years? If he if he was like I said, if you give him senior in high school and he committed the murder when he was 19 or 20 that gives you your two years you need right yeah i guess yeah i again like i'm the virgin here i'm piecing together it's no, but i really don't we're, understand we're i think he's in his late 20s <laughs> and he just found shelly liked her and married her she dropped out of high school i don't think they went to high school together i think he's a, yeah, he's maybe, a lot older maybe she, she he just like met her at some weird bar or something i mean do you know how long ago Crazy. Teresa banks was picked was it? I thought it was like years? five years, four or five years before. Oh, really? Was yeah, that I think long? I think uh, I think Cooper mentioned something about the time frame, but I don't remember what it, what he said. I think four years sounds really right because of uh, the whole Chet Desmond. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could Wait, still Desmond, fit, but it'd be tight. Chet Desmond. That's uh, Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. Yeah. Is that something that we know about right now? No. That we know about. Yeah, we know about it. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I, I don't, I don't. All right, back to things that I know. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Lucy gets a phone call from someone who wants to talk to Truman and they will not say who they are. At the time, I didn't remember, Pick. Did you remember who was calling Truman? Yeah. Is it the, is it the person we find out later in this episode that did it? Uh no. No? Okay. So I don't even remember was that Bobby. I don't even remember who did it in this episode. We'll find out because I put it in my notes, I think. So, so you do know who it was. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. All right. So then back to one eye jacks. We see Emery all tied up and Audrey starts choking him and uh, threatening him unless he gives her information. We find out that Ben actually does own one eye jacks. And that Emery recruits women from the perfume counter like Laura and Ronette. Well, he obviously likes some freaky deaky shit because was the anyone girl else that was supposed to go in there? She was like, uh, I'll take this one, honey, because she's new. She's like, no, I got it. Our, but, was like, anyone no, else like really it. annoyed with this entire scene and just Audrey in general with this? First of all, why does everyone give her force? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it, well, first of all, why does everyone give Audrey what she wants within like five seconds of her just asking? Like literally, all these people, like all she does is don't come on, like come on, and they just like okay, here you go because she looks good in that nighty. Like her character makes no fucking sense. 
she's just insistent and then people give her her way she it's, it's like she's got a fucking superpower at one point she even says like i'm audrey not horn and i get what i want i like honestly kill this bitch murder her i fucking hate her i hear a line like that and i instantly want you to die also how is any of this a threat how is anything she does here threatening for her fucking dad runs the whole operation so he knows everything and two what's her escape plan She's fucking stuck in this brothel with the guy who's like a number two in the recruiting fucking racket. Yeah. Like, where does she think she's going to fucking go? Like, uh, everything about this pissed me off. I fucking hate her. Like, I hate this whole scene. Like, everything about this was, like, just angering. Like, I hope she fucking dies in this brothel. That that just, just, like, I hope it's the end of her story. Kel, is this the first time we get confirmation that Ben owns One-Eyed Jacks? Or did we know this before? Uh, did we? Okay. Yeah. I'm it's, sure it's the first time. I, it's, yeah, it's, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we, yeah, we knew it, but not because, because it was. She a, said the owner likes to check out all the new girls. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he had that mask or whatever. Okay. Well, I thought we knew it we, even we know that. We know behind the fourth wall, we know, but not the Twin Peaks people don't know. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So then Shelly and Bobby are in the car. They seem to be screaming or scheming, I'm sorry, to uh, defraud disability. So, Pick, it seems like last week Bobby was kind of turning a new leaf with his dad. Is he still turning that leaf or is he like same old Bobby just with different schemes? Bobby, you can take the jungle out the cat, but you can't take the cat out the jungle. You know what I mean? Or reverse it. Yeah, the opposite <laughs> of that. Crack <laughs> <laughs> it. Reverse it. Do you want Bobby to be a redeemed pick? No, I was doing the Willy Wonka version, Kelly. Thank you. Not missing his demeanor. If you got a big dirt, let me search it. Do do you want Bobby to be a redeemed pick? Do I want Bobby to be redeemed? No, he's, no, he's like, an asshole. Bobby's he's an asshole. Dude, he's no, an yeah, irredeemable he, he, pile of shit. No, I just want him and Shelly to be happy. No one else wants him and Shelly to be Why? happy. They're both terrible. I guess. Also, was that like the first like bluesishy song that either of them have ever heard? <laughs> like they, they're like, oh, this sucks. They pop on the radio. It's just like generic bluesish style music, and they're like, oh yeah, this is the good stuff, and just start bobbing their heads. I'm like, okay, they're happy. Her husband's in a coma. They're okay, in love. David Lynch. And hey, you want kudos on Bobby? For, I think this might have been the first like actually correct thing he said, where he said that the courts can't compel a spouse to testify against one another. That's true. I I can't believe he actually knew that. He, he learned yeah, it from his the, dad. The high school football star. Like, yeah, I'm. I, look, that how, is. How do you? I, was, <laughs> I can't but, believe that he actually knew that. That it, it caught me off guard. That's all. <laughs> have we have we seen Invitation to Love lately? No, not this not season. Yeah. Okay. Also just wondering. I was going to say maybe he's learned it from watching Invitation to Love. But. Maybe. <laughs> Hope Montana's okay. All right. So then next, Coop is telling Diane about Wyndham Earl and about Audrey when there's a knock on his door. And- oh, dude, don't send that tape to Diane. <laughs> 
Diane's, you know, you're going to try banging a high schooler. Don't send that tape to Diane. Send it to Albert. Just hand it to Albert. He's right there in the room across the hall. Record it. It's not recorded at all. Yeah, it's just delete that paragraph. (laughs) So then uh, Major Briggs shows up at the door and he has a message for him, which I take it this is the message that the 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 log log told him. Referring to, yeah. So around the time Coop was shot, Briggs got a message. The owls are not what they seem. And Cooper. So Fuchs, what the F does all this mean? Uh, it means that his deep space telescope received radio transmissions from an alternate galaxy portraying the same message that the giant uh, gave to Cooper. So I guess there's two ways of looking at this, that they beamed the image directly into Cooper's brain or that the alien is some sort of is the transmission, maybe. So I don't know. I really want to know what Major Briggs' job is, though. Well, Pick, let me ask you a question, because this is honest-to-goodness question, and I hope I'm not... I I don't think I'm spoiling anything, because I really want to know this. You do it it so often. I know, but... So, is all this man from another place, this whole interdimension stuff, the Red Room and all that stuff, is that aliens... Or is that something different? Is that just a weird dimension? I don't know. I mean, are those mutually exclusive? I yeah, I guess that's true. Are they aliens that? And again, I don't know shit about shit. I'm literally piecing together the the puzzle pieces that you threw before me here. Aliens? Why couldn't they be communicate through some sort of interdimensional way? Okay, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, this is the way that, and especially if you, I. I uh, I've been going down some rabbit holes on YouTube and, and doing some Carl Sagan fourth dimensional bullshit. Blah, blah. You know, so if they're a fourth dimensional alien being, this could be our only way of perceiving the reality that they're even trying to present to us in, in a 3D world. And they would have to do it in a way that we can actually perceive, which would be to flatten it for, for back of a, a lack of a better. Yeah, uh, like the movie term. Contact at the end where Jodie Foster's seeing her dad. As an alien, it's like, uh, like that's the right idea, but a terrible reference. I, <laughs> the movie was awful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, kind of the same thing. Like they're giving you what your brain is able to perceive, just because anything else would cause it to probably explode. Okay, I don't want to think of them as aliens. Yeah, I don't either. But, well, we're aliens. We live on a planet. Well, we're alien to them, not to ourselves. Yeah, I'm a, we're aliens to them, but you know, we're aliens to Mars. Let me see. My very educated mother, Mars. I'm a Jamaican Mer- in New York. You mean you skipped Mercury? Yeah, all those things I skipped. All right. Well, you know what we didn't skip, and you know what? There is no way that we're going to skip the next scene because Kel. Greatest scene in oh. television history. I think we I should skip, skip it. This scene twice. <laughs> I, I well, tried I to watch the it the scene, first time. I think I think that the scene after this is more historical than this bullshit song. So I have a legitimate question for you, Kel. <gasps> Where'd you get that? Etsy. Oh, nice. Just 
Uh, say, do you care to explain to everybody what you just? Oh, pickle guys, a key from the. Turn the song off. I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> we'll play you. it in the background. It's uh, it's the uh, Great Northern. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hang on. Oh. I, I do have to admit, Gunner, I, I do like that little bass part. Yeah, me too. Because it, it kind of like. Who's playing the bass? There's no one there to play the bass. There is no one there to play the bass. Maddie is not playing bass. There's no bass player in that room. All right, so a legitimate question for you, Kel. Donna lasted a hell of a lot longer than most people, but then she eventually just ran out of the room crying. Is that just the maximum amount of time any one person could listen yeah, to that I think, song? I think that it's probably because he, she noticed that her dude was like making eyes with Maddie. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why Definitely. she ran out. Yeah. She noticed they were staring at each other all lovey-dovey, and she got upset. That's why she was, like, instantly trying to make out with him as much as possible to, like, establish her sexual dominance over him. I just yeah. thought she had a Kelly reaction to that song, but she listened to that song for a long time before she ran out of there. Forever. I also had, like, you know... Uh, feelings ah, about Gunner, like Laura too. I'm begging you. you know, like a Laura thing. You know, that Madison is there, Maddie or whatever fuck her name is. And she looks exactly like Laura, which, you know, it is Laura. Identical twin cousins, just like Patty Duke. <laughs> Dude, stop. Uh, I'm Come gonna on. leave the chat. Future. going to be the, the last Twin Peaks podcast I, I ever record. Oh, this because the equipment doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So then Donna gets a call from Harold Smith. All of a sudden, Bob shows up, crawls over the fur- furniture. Oh, Pick, God. what was your initial reaction seeing this scene at 11 years old? Well, actually, I think I was, when you were four <laughs> years old, how well, did the, you the way that this, 42 years old. The way this went down is oh, I'm laying I'm laying on my parents' bed, and the TV is right in front of, and uh, and I'm I'm laying like with my head at the at the front of the uh, the, TV, the TV, so area. it's like so it's like you know three feet away from. You're me really here. excited about that song. <laughs> That song kind of soothes you and keep yeah. put, brings was, you down. I was, I, was ex- I was exactly like that, and um, and so I'm, I'm laying there. <laughs> were you and, laying uh, like this with your feet kicking in the air behind you? No, they were scissoring. Oh, like scissoring! <laughs> yeah. So you're laying on your stomach, on your hands, with your feet scissoring. Yeah, gotcha. and I'm, I'm just sitting there chilling. Hold on, here. Then... Let me let me help you set the mood. Oh, don't. No. Don't. But but I but um but the way that I had this you know recurring nightmare um is that that when, when, when he comes up into the the into the screen like he starts barking in my nightmare. Ah. Like, but but it, 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 the thing is, he's not even necessarily menacing. He's like smiling somewhat friendly the whole time. Oh god, it that just, is not a friendly. It just looks <laughs> but he's like he's like I'm in a motherfucking cave here. That is that is not a friendly smile. That's a smile of someone 
Get oh. away. Yeah. So Maybe I need to work on so my smile for my interviews then. That's a very creepy smile. That's uh that's just, oh, that's just that's just how I look. Should I not be smiling? Your smile that way? is fine. Oh no, I'm not talking about your if smile. I'm talking so about Bob. No, I'm Bob saying that that's how I smile. <laughs> no, you don't. You, no, you smile don't. like Bob. Don't you don't do you don't you don't have drool coming out of your mouth while you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is a pretty good Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's Mark that off of your list. But, but did he not start howling or something, Medean? No, I, I, had to, I had to shut it off. I don't think it, I, uh, <laughs> he did I something. He, he was like, eh, like. He is like really super into whatever he he's was just really at, happy. You know? He's just in a really good mood. <laughs> he was happily wanting to murder someone. He was just, you That's know, interdimensionally crawling around on their couches. Also, like, what just, was... just just the way that he comes around the corner and he's all stoic. Like, like well, what's supposed to mean the word stoic? Then he starts tonight? crawling over. Yeah, the yeah. Side like, question: uh, where, uh, where, uh, are, where are her survival instincts? Who's going like, to have what, a survival instinct when they see that? What, 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 whose reaction isn't to like grab a lamp and smash it over? She literally just stands there, stares at I mean, it, and then like, like starts. It's a, that's the same thing Pick did. Say, hey man, does anybody else see this shit? Like, I see this weird man. Yeah, but again, like, like there's hey, lots, y'all see this shit? Well, did, lots did, of things that can did, be used as a weapon there. But, and, but, and, but did, was it, yeah. did, did she actually see like him or was guitar. it a dream? Was she seeing oh, things? No, was it I think vi- she or- saw him because she acted like. Was the James like song so boring that she fell asleep? Well, no, I think Pick's question was: Was he actually there, or was it just a vision? Yeah, was she seeing shit? Oh well, I don't know about that. Because no one else saw him, and he, you know, kind of blinked in and out of existence there. Yeah. So if so, so we we touched on some earlier. If he's an interdimensional projection then it's not a vision. He really did blink in and out of existence really quick. If I mean, he, not, he is moving pretty slow, though, you know, so it's like, well, it's hard to move through space and time. Well, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, though I guess evil, technically evil we're all doing that right now. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Well, the next coop has a dream. With the giant and Bob turns into an owl. Future again. What the f's going on? Uh, dreams, man. Dreams are fucked up. You think that that has deeper meanings or no? The owl. Uh, I Bob think everything has see. deeper meanings in the show. I couldn't possibly fucking tell you what they are. And this show should have ended there, but we got a little tag scene at the end where Audrey's trying to call Coop, but is intercepted by Blackie and Emery. What could go wrong here? Yeah, I called that shit a mile away. Like, where, what was your escape plan? And again, Audrey, you fucking idiot. All you had to go is, Coop, I'm at one eye jacks. Fucking danger. Save me. Click. Instead, she's like, oh, you look so handsome in your tuxedo like a movie star. He's like, bitch, where are you? No time for schoolgirl <laughs> games. Like, I got to come see no you. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Yeah. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen... No, she gets caught without conveying the message because she's a fucking idiot. I, You know, 
I want her to die. I want bad stuff to happen. <laughs> you you kind of are like turning me to the. Back, to, no! To the no! I mean, you you, you got yeah. valid points and, and good you. arguments. And, but <laughs> but I, I'm not going to I did it for Lost. So, I can do it for Peaks. <laughs> he's, so, he's so caught up in the TNA, and I kind of am too. Like, Yeah, I mean, you know, like really yeah. I love no, yeah, no, she, oh, she's squeezing her tits talking. together, and she's trying to distract you. And, yeah, your brain's going to go there right away. But I was so upset with her just idiotic bullshit behavior the whole time i couldn't even bother being turned on by it because i was well, just I mean, pissed imagine at like you know you're watching this now when you're like an older person and like we we watched when we were younger 11 not, yeah so, when yeah, pick was really nine really years really old and really 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 team injunction was right after that not, not trying to be like weird like we saw it or anything but just like you know we uh, so I, I mean, it was just sort of like, oh, you know, it's cute, got cool style. She's trying to figure stuff out, and then, but, but yeah. But as an now adult, I, she's so childish. It's so obnoxious. She's not an yeah. adult. She's in high school. I understand, but that's no, the that's the more to the point, right? Adult. She's just as such a, a fucking child that it it just bugs me. It really bugs me. She's so dumb. And she's got that prissy rich girl, like, I get what I want. Yeah. And I'm like, I just she, want to see she, you get she, slapped. She did the literally fuck say out. that. Silver spoon, she baby. literally said that. I'm Audrey, you know, I get what I want. Ass. Nothing makes me want you to see, uh, nothing makes me want to see you not get what you want more than saying shit like that. And, and yes, and, and the, you know, Current status in my brain. Uh, yeah, I, I see things a little, little on that side, a little more too. clearly. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, if you're her boyfriend, and, and or, or, if someone you're dating says some shit to, like that to you, you continue the relationship, or do you bail immediately? Because I've, I've bail, bailed immediately. Bail. bail, fucking bail. That is a giant goddamn red flag. Yeah, truthful answer. Uh, I, I tend to. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Audrey's the kind of bitch that'll get you killed because she'll steal a cop's gun I thinking it's fun. The there you go, pick. <laughs> yeah. I can see all obstacles in my way. <laughs> I'm so happy you hate her now. <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't say I hate her. But I, I do see your argument. And Dude, and it's I'll, very I'll strong. strong. She could have saved herself I, with I two sentences and, and couldn't get over her her own childishness to be rescued. So why do I hate Donna so much? Just because I, I hate she's how she more looks, immediate and hateable, and she's way less attractive. I think because she did the thing where she's like, <laughs> you know, I've always like, hated Donna. Because Donna, yeah, Donna's I, less. Less spoiled, I guess. And I think that that Laura Flynn Boyle, as an actress, she did not like that at all. That she hated Sherilyn Finn. Hated her. Yeah, she she didn't want she didn't want to. She wanted to be number one, and she didn't. Um, she failed her job as an actress to continue on and not be an asshole. You know, just do your job. Come come in. Do the lines and then go home. No, that's why she was recast too. 
And, you know, I think she was dating Kyle McLaughlin at spoiler the time. Spoiler alert pick. She wanted to be. No, not really. That's not a spoiler. I mean, it's just the history of what's got happening. Yeah. At the time where they were filming, they, the, they were dating. No, what life, Pickle so. just said was spoiler. I said she was recast for Fire Welcome Me. Not really a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the story. I, I just... really like Fire, Ca- Fire Yeah, Mara Kelly is stuff. way better. I actually like her. I can't stand Laura Flamboyle. With the exception of Wayne's World, where she was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, well, it's it's a certain time in the show, Fuge, that we always get to. and What the fuck is going on? I just want to know, where is your brain right now with this show? Well, now my brain's at interdimensional space aliens. Um, which, I mean, yeah. it sort of was at before. That's a good, that's Major, a good place. Major uh, Briggs throws that that big he throws a big confirmation curveball there right like he doesn't leave any mystery he's like I work for the government my place looks at far away galaxies looking for transmissions and it's classified yeah it's all classified (laughs) this is a transmission we received from another galaxy it matched the thing that you said and it's got your name like uh, that's some pretty solid confirmation that there's some sort of alien involvement in something here. There's too much other weird shit. I like the interdimensional theory here. That that's that's a nice spin. Um, but again, I guess that's I guess that's where I'm at. Is now we got interdimensional space people that are trying to help. And, and there's, and there's I don't know why they would care. Buddha I guess. shit and there's that there's Andy. You know, comic <laughs> relief, which isn't really, really uh, I could do funny without, at all. I could do without Andy. So Please. let me let me ask you a few. No, you got <laughs> Andy. Do you are you more of a fan of the mystical part of the show or the soap opera town part of the show? Definitely the mystical part, because I mean, soap. They're trying to do both, right? They're trying to do a yeah. mystical soap opera. So I. I I, I, but I'm definitely more interested in the. Is it mystical or is it sci-fi? Or I don't know. Like a combo. I I, I want to think of it as horror. Um, I, I sci-fi because sci-fi is more X-Files uh, to me. Yeah, I I just personally like sci-fi more as a genre, but that that's that's personal bias. I don't like fantasy. I hated Lord of the Rings. We've talked about this. I hated Lord of the Rings too. Sweet. I just miss. Montana. I hope he's okay. <laughs> well, you've seen the show. You would know. I he's would. not. He's not okay? He's not okay. Spoiler alert. He's not okay. He's not okay. Damn it, Kelly. Spoilers. Julie has something to do with that. So, like, do you think I'm normal audiences could handle... Like that, that the weird, creepy Bob scene where he's crawling around and shit. Or do you think like regular folks in the '90s, like they weren't ready for that? Like that was unnerving to me. And I've seen a like, bro. I spent some time on the internet. I've seen some fucked up shit. Uh, like I don't feel like regular people in the. I don't feel like that was really disturbing to them. Spoiler alert, Fuge. This show does not get past this second season. <laughs> the what third. Do you mean? This this show was ended the first time after the second season. No, no, I know, but I'm so I'm just like, saying that probably answers your question. 
the audiences were not ready for that. Gotcha. <laughs> but <laughs> 25 years later, I think they the were ready for more. Were ready for it. Yeah, who cares about the other people? We're ready. I think it, it, it definitely need, sowed some seeds, more. right? Well, the, 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 the problem that the audience had with it is because they wanted to know who killed Laura Palmer. And well, that was, the, yeah, they're trying to solve the, and that's a pretty, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. So the, the audience then was used to these very direct, very serialized, you know, very one-dimensional kind of things, right? So the problem and the story they were presented in episode one was murder mystery, someone killed Laura. Where in real life, like, that to me is like a total red herring to get you involved in this, like, massive, like, overarching other... Everyone in the town could have... Yeah, like, bro, I don't really care who cared, who killed Laura anymore. Like, I want to know what's up with the space aliens. So then, let me ask you, do you think that this show would have gone over better had they solved Laura's murder at the end of the first season and the second season you start with the... The giant. No, because you would have lost all of your original audience that wouldn't have cared to tune into the second season. Well, you're you're tuning in because now you're invested, and Coop just got shot, and Audrey's in a whorehouse, and James is about to sing his masterpiece. Well, like but, like but again, they're there for the 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 reason they tuned in was to figure out who killed Laura, and as soon as you give them that, they're gonna leave because they're that one dimensional. I think they're a shitty audience. I don't oh. think you need to keep them. Lynch has always been known for, you know, not wanting to have the answer for anything. The way you say the best mystery is one that's never solved. Is is unsolved, yeah. Yeah, that's why I dislike a lot of David Lynch stuff. (laughs) Which which I'm fine with because, you know, I feel like we're a pretty creative group. We have an imagination. Well, it depends. Like, I I love the finale of Sopranos because they don't tell you what happened. That's why I love it because in your mind – you yeah, can you make can that ending story, yourself. Right. Yeah. But again, if you're an idiot and you don't have an imagination, they don't tell you what happens. Nothing happens in your brain. You don't continue telling that story. Well, have y'all seen the killing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the kids. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, like that. Mitt that murder. My, my, didn't I mention that? Um, you did. You brought it up. Yeah. Um, gunner yeah. and pistols. A couple weeks that, ago, go back. That see. murder lasted what three seasons or like yeah two. I thought they ended in the second season, but then they brought the show back. I never saw the Netflix season. Well, yeah, there was another murder, but oh, okay. the uh, but it that one just kind of started to drag out there at the end. That like was it, Twin Peaks without the mystery, right? And that was how you would describe the killing. Uh, I yeah. called it um, Twin Peaks with uh, in with the rain. <laughs> That's that works. So, yeah. all right, guys. Well, that is the f- episode two, season two. You just had to play that damn song one last time for you, Kel. And I'll never play it again. Oh, can we hold you to that? Until next episode. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, you know how to find us. Wideopenmic.net is the home of the podcast network that we're associated with. With all sorts of fun shows, including Lost Podcast. We have to go back. 
Gunner and the Pistols, all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, a couple weeks ago, Cal. The new uh, the new Hannibal podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. A couple yeah, weeks right. ago, Fuchs and Cal and our buddy Daz were on Gunner and the Pistols. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It was a fun time. It was a great time. Yeah, it was really fun talking about TV. Uh, I miss it. Yeah. So I want to know, uh, we should do a podcast based on one of those one of those shows that we discussed. Yeah, I think we will. I mean, I think the, the, the yeah. lots of opportunity, and I think we all had a bunch of good stuff. I'd like to do, like, at least half of those podcasts. Sounds I know. Was that's Pushing Daisies on So there? much content. No, Pushing Daisies was not. <laughs> That's uh, oh shit! That should have been on my list. That was a great show. Lee Pace. Yeah, I remember when we recorded one time, and I, I totally forgot. Pushing Daisies. Doctor oh. Seuss uh, Murder Mystery for Adults. Fantastic show. I liked it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for episode three of season two. Any final words, guys? Aim for the head. Interdimensional I want all space my Garmon Bonzia. See you guys. Love you, Pearl. I hate you, Gunner. I know. Welcome to my shitty craziness. We're going to lose the two listeners we had. (laughs) We're going to lose me. Forever. Uh, so we're gonna need to put in the sound effect of the shotgun blast. Just going myself. Blam! <laughs> <laughs> All right, seriously, seriously, stop it, stop, stop it, stop it.